On today's podcast, we're going to be talking everything related around the MLB trade deadline, which is now come and gone. We basically just have a lot of baseball talk, so stay tuned for our trade deadline episode. Welcome into the Fumbling Punter Podcast. I'm your host, Devin Keeney, and with us, as always, co-host Lucas Jones. Lucas, how about that trade deadline? Well, there were a few surprises and, uh, you know, overall pretty good trade deadline. I was worried there for a little bit. There weren't going to be any trades left for today because so many teams have been moving since, you know, about last week. Yeah, but I like it. I mean, a very active trade deadline where some years you just don't see a whole lot happening around this time of year. But that was absolutely not the case this year. Yeah, and I think the overarching theme was – I mean, everyone knows about the tanking teams in baseball. Everyone knows how the AL playoffs are pretty much set. The last spot's just down to either the Mariners or the A's. Mm -hmm. And and the National League's a little more convoluted. But I think the overarching thing is if you have a chance, if you're one of them teams, you're making deals. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even though we know – you know, even though we know the Red Sox and Yankees are both making the playoffs and the Astros and the Indians, very, very active teams at the at the deadline. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. Now, there's no division leader in the National League that I think is that's got more than a one or two game lead. So, you know, that made teams from all the way from one down to three in the division, sometimes four or five. Uh, making moves. So I think what you've seen here was good teams like loading up, especially heavy for the stretch run here. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I absolutely love it. So let's start with that AL that we were talking about. Lucas, do you want to run down some of the Yankees moves? Well, the Yankees, they acquired Zach Britton, J.A. Happ, who just went on the DL with mm-hmm. Hand Mount. Head, hand, mouth, and foot disease, just like Cindergard. So I'm starting thing. to wonder if, like, New York is, like, coded in that stuff now. <laughs> like, did they get, like, a biological attack of children's is it, diseases is this on be the like subway a, or something? A Kellen Winslow deal where the whole where it gets around the locker room and everybody gets it? I know his was yeah. something MRSA. completely – Yeah, Mer, I, I was going to say MRSA, but, yeah. But where the whole team gets it? I mean, kind of, yeah, kind of seems like it, but you know, they added Britain to a fantastic bullpen already with David Robinson, Tommy Conley, Dylan Batances, and Araldos Chapman. Yeah. Like really they're going to need like four innings out of their starters. Yeah. And speaking of Ooh. starters, they got former Cardinal great Lance Lynn. They did. They did. I saw that move today. I do so, not know how a man who is, has been prone to giving up a lot of home runs is going to fare in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I think at this point, they're looking for somebody to eat some innings. Yeah. Because even though they got a stout bullpen, might as well just dress it up. I don't even know if the Yankees, you know, ideally they'd like to catch the Red Sox, who Chris Sale just went on the DL. So yeah. maybe they got a chance. But I think the Red Sox have like a six-game lead. Yes, they do. And so now they're just wanting someone to maybe eat some innings, lengthen out that rotation get severino some rest um kind of see what else they can do um they might be in for some august moves i don't know for sure but that's kind of the extent to what the yankees did 
Um, a lot of people thought they were going to get like maybe another position player because Aaron Judge is out for a while. And I can't, I don't recall if they, they got, did or not. They got Luke Voigt from the Cardinals, but Voigt's kind of been back and forth between AAA and the majors. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what their plan is there. Uh, if they're going to play him at the DH some, or I, I don't, I don't know their exact plan or if they're just got him for organizational depth. Uh, no, I, I don't either. And the Yankees, you know, I think they're, they obviously want to win the division. They still can. I'm sure they got at least six more games left with the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they probably can, but I know that if they go the wild card route, which they had to do last year, that they, they want to be pretty comfortable with, hey, if, you know, like last year, I think it was Severino that started that and him right. and him and the Twins. Who started for him? Santana? Irvin Santana? Yes. You remember how that, that was like a high-scoring game through like yes. three innings, I think. It was. So this time they want to be sure that they're only going to get three out of their starter. They're going to have five or six guys in the bullpen. That are just shutting down. That's just going to shut it down. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's stay in the AL East. What did you think about uh, the moves that the Red Sox were able to do? They added Ian Kinsler, I know. Uh, what other moves am I missing there? Um. Well, Kinsler and Uvalde were the main the main pieces they got. Uh, Pedroia's been out all year. They're not counting on him. Kinsler hasn't been batting very well in Anaheim, but he still brings good defense. Um, Eovaldi, he lengthens out their uh, rotation, and depending on how he pitches, he might be kind of a, a swing man out of the bullpen as well. Yeah. Um, and so, I- and the thing is, they just put – they just put um, Chris Sell on DL, as I mentioned earlier, so I'm kind of surprised they didn't try to find another starter. Yeah. Um, there were some out there they could have got for just innings purposes. Yeah, I, I assume they wouldn't make a whole lot of moves just when you're playing 40-plus games above 500 baseball. You probably don't want to shake up the clubhouse a whole lot. But I don't know how long Chris Sale is going to be out for, so either. Right, I don't think it's too long. but And, and, and I tweeted this. That's why, you know, six-game division leads are awesome because oh, if yeah. you get these injuries or something, you can they can coast a little bit or have at least a little bit of padding. Yeah, absolutely. And then the Rays kind of – they added some pieces and traded some pieces. So they added Tommy Pham from the Cardinals, and then they sent Chris Archer to the Pirates. Lucas, what do you think about those two moves? Well, I like them for Tampa – um, I don't know how long Fam's going to stick there. Yeah, we'll see if a change of scenery gets him going. Their people really liked him. He's hitting the ball hard. The numbers just aren't there to show it, um, according to the Tampa Bay people. Um, but you know, he's it's the same thing we've talked about him before, though. Like he's already thirty. Is he still going to be there? I mean, he's yeah. controlled for at least four more years. Yes. So, like, is he going to be there? At, you know, 34 years old when the Rays are ready to, you know, compete or they hoping he bounces back the rest of this year, next year, and they can flip him at the deadline. Um, I think that was probably a decent trade for them thinking about the future, uh, someone to trade. Um, what I really like what they did though, was trading Chris Archer. Yes. And the pirates really ponied up for him. They got, Tyler Glass now, who used to be their number one prospect, um, the number one pitching prospect. He got a little injuries. 
hasn't pitched well in the majors. Jamison Tyon kind of yeah. surpassed him. Um, but Glasnow's six eight, and apparently I did not know Good this, Lord. but the the Tampa Bay Rays pitching coach is six eight. Huh. So he may be able to help him. You know, guys that are tall pitchers, they always say it's hard for them to repeat their mechanics. They said, you know, it took Randy Johnson a while. I mean, Randy Johnson's first few years in the league, he was terrible. Yeah. I mean, people always hear about how he was bad, and then something clicked. So they're hoping that'll work with Glass now. And then Austin Meadows, who was supposed to be the heir apparent to McCutcheon, yes, uh, was also part of that. And there's a player to be named later, but that player to be named later is supposed to be a significant piece. And it may not be someone we, you know, not being in the Pittsburgh market yeah. or whatever, we may not have exactly heard of. But so the Pirates gave up a lot, but they get Chris Archer for three and a half seasons. And the Rays get some young pieces that are 23 and 24 years old to go with their other young guys they have. And until then, they're going to have an outfield of Meadows, Sam, and Kermeyer, which there's worse outfields out oh, there. Oh, ab- absolutely there are. I mean, especially for what they're paying the three of those guys, you know. I mean, fam- Right, yeah, they're all very cheap. Yeah, Fam's on league minimum. Uh, they got Kermeyer on a very team-friendly deal. And, you know, Meadows is going to be on rookie status. So not a lot of money. Pretty good potential, so I like those moves for the Rays. Uh, what about the Indians' moves? I know they added uh, Brad Hand, and who else did they get? And Simber. That was all part of the same deal. Okay. Really lengthened out their bullpen. And then they made a deal for Leonis Martin from the Tigers. Yes, um, yes. And he's probably, you know, the, the outfield in Cleveland's have been bad, except for Michael Brantley, who's been really, really good yeah. for the first time in about three years. Um, so Martin's probably going to platoon with Rajay Davis. Um, probably not exactly what the Indians are wanting. They wanted, you know, well, last night was the big thing. They were after Harper. Yes. They oh, give I wish up, so. Uh, that's a mess, which we'll get to, I'm sure. But, you know, they didn't want to give up Shane Bieber for uh, for Harper. And then they said they wanted Kutch, but the Giants, and we'll get to that too, they stayed pat. Um, so this was probably the next best thing for them, I guess. Um, at least another outfielder anyways. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like the Indians might have had had some bigger moves. Yeah. Um, well, they also acquired Oscar Makeda from the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. Um, for a couple other minor leaguers they sent back. So, you know, I don't know, maybe – I don't think that probably has a major league impact at this point, no. but it was another trade. Uh, so, speaking of the Cardinals and making moves, the Mariners added another, yet another Cardinal to their team in Sam Tuivalala, who joins now Mike Leake and Jaime Garcia. Wait, it is Jaime Garcia that went to Seattle, right? Uh, no, it was the younger, the lefty. Uh, Marco Gonzalez, sorry. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. And... The Mariners traded for Zach Duke yesterday, who pitched, had a cup of coffee there in St. Louis a year or two ago. So, um, and the Mariners also added Adam Warren from the Yankees yes. and Cameron Maven from the Marlins, um, which is pushing D. Gordon back to second base full-time because Cano's out still for a little while. I don't yeah. know what's going to happen when Cano comes back. Cano can't play in the playoffs. He could help him get there, oh, but I he will not be eligible. I forgot about that. Right, so um, they needed, they wanted to make sure their outfield was set if they happened to make the playoffs. So 
that's kind of where the Mariners are at. They perpetually have a uh, not great farm system, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, Jerry, uh, what's his name? Is it Jerry Deputo? Yes, I believe so. Um, he, you know, he comes up with creative trades. That dude likes to put guys on the move. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the Astros, I know that they got Ozuna from the uh, Blue Jays Blue Jays in exchange for Ken Giles. That whole situation never worked out the way that kind of anybody anticipated it to. So they flipped Giles. And what do you think about what the Astros have done? Uh, well, you know, all the sports writers are really, really upset at the Astros. Um, but the fact of the matter is, well, I think one of the problems with the Osuna thing is that his court case still ain't settled. So there could still be more additional suspensions Mm. and maybe even jail time. Who knows? Um, I'm sure though, they talked with prosecutors and Osuna and his lawyer probably got an idea of what was going on. Um, I, you know, I think the difference between like the Cubs trading for Chapman and Chapman re-signing back with the Yankees getting a lot of money and stuff mm-hmm. was that was already settled. Yeah. So I think the issue that this is still ongoing really rubbed people the wrong way. But if it is settled, um, it's not like the Astros gave up nothing for him. They gave up a couple of pieces for him. Um, so it's going to work out good for them. And if he – isn't coming back. They also got Ryan Presley from the Twins, who was throwing really well. And they got uh, Martin Maldonado from the Angels, who's a really, really good uh, defensive catcher. He can hit just a little bit, not as good as McCann, but uh, he really brings a good defensive presence to uh, that team. Yeah. Uh, Lucas, do you have any more AL notes before we move on to the National League? Um. Checking my list here. I was going to say, there's think- definitely, it seems like the National League, there's definitely a little bit more happening, but uh, I just want to say the Orioles, I thought, did really well with yeah. their hair down. And Dan Duquette, who's in the last year of his contract, and Buck Showalter's in the last of his, and I'm sure he's going to go somewhere. He don't, you know, he's too old to want a part of a rebuild that's going to be lengthy like the Orioles. But, you know, I think maybe Duquette, you know, if he wants to come back and the Orioles want him back, might be a good fit. He said it's easier to tear down the whole house and rebuild and do one room at a time. And they traded uh, Britton, Machado, Brock, O'Day, Gossman, Shoup. So, you know, they got back a lot. And this was a team that was, you know, somewhere around 20s in the twenties, I think with their farm system ranking. So yeah. they were able to get, you know, a couple of decent prospects, but they're really able to fill out their farm and save about $35 million yeah, um, that's for the nice. rest of the year. So, um, but for the AL, I think that that wraps up my notes, I believe. So let's start in the NL East here. Uh, Wilson Ramos went to the Phillies today. Uh, I can't think of any other moves the Phillies had on, on the docket this uh, year. They got his Drupal Cabrera. Oh, that's right. From, from the, the Mets. Mets. Yep. And they got Aaron Loop from the Blue Jays today. Yeah. Pitch, so- left-handed pitcher. Um, the Ramos thing, though, they're not even sure he's going to be eligible or be ready to come back off the DL until – or by September 1st. And September 1st is a big date. You have to be on the active roster oh. September 1st to play in the playoffs. 
Yeah. Actually, I don't know if that counts if you're on the DL. That don't make sense. Yeah, that uh, that that shouldn't be. No, right. that shouldn't matter. Yeah. I guess they'll he'll be on the forty man. Um, and and it, for people that may be confused by that, let me just explain real quick. Like last year in September, when the Cardinals after on the during the non waiver deadline, there's really not a non waiver trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Everyone says August thirty first. But that's because you have to be on the team's 40-man roster by September 1st. But you can still make trades in September. Yeah. Um, the Cubs did that last year with Leonis Martin. And the Cardinals did that last year with... Uh, uh, the reliever from... Nicasio. Yes. And, you know, if the Cardinals had made the playoffs, he wouldn't have been eligible. Yeah. But, you know, you can still get guys to help you get to the playoffs. Um, so, anyways, that's where I was a little confused on the Ramos thing. He should be fine for the he playoffs should. if the Phillies were to make it. Yeah, because he'll just be on the disabled list, but on their 40-man roster still. So, he should be right. fine. Uh, so, going to Atlanta, they're a little bit of a head-scratcher. I don't know. Uh, in the move they made with Cincinnati uh, to get Adam Duvall. Duvall was having a little bit of a struggling year, and they sent three prospects to Cincinnati in return for him. He is uh, controlled for three more years. Is that right? Two or three? Yeah, it should be about three. Yeah, but Lucas, what do you think um, about that deal? I don't hate it. I like it for the Reds. They got, uh, you know, Tucker, he played for the Braves, mm-hmm. you know, in the majors and stuff, but he's not, like, that good of a guy. Uh, for the Reds, though, I like Whistler and Lucas Sims. Mm-hmm. But Whistler, you know, kind of was one of their top guys, and he pitched pretty well at times, and at times he did, and I think that's good for the Reds. Um, for the Braves, well, actually, this is on – MLB TV right now. Um, they got Duvall's splits here. Um, you know, versus left-handed hitters, he's slugging 435 and on base percentage of 333. So that's not bad. They're saying he, if for the Braves, he's probably going to be a platoon. Yeah. Guy. Um, but in the last like year and a half, not many, I think only like 15 players in baseball have more home runs. than that. And it might've been wow. in the last two and a half years. Um, Sneaky good defender. I've seen what Reds beat guys were saying. So probably an okay trade for the Braves. What they did, other I, they also got Brock and then and Johnny Venter. Or they got Brock from Orioles, Venters from uh, the Rays, who came yes. up with the Braves. I believe had three Tommy John surgeries. So he's kind Gosh. of a cool story. Yeah. And then right before the deadline, the Braves made another trade with the Orioles and got Kevin Gossman and Darren O'Day, who a couple of years ago, O'Day was so lights out, the Braves gave – or the Orioles gave him like three years and $29 million or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the Braves, you know, they – I don't think they really – the really great move for them was Gossman because when he was coming up and was real good and his pitching coaches and instructors in Orioles are now with the Braves. So they know him. Yeah, that's good. So, you know, I think the Braves and the Phillies, they really, uh, you know, they added to their team. Um, I, the Phillies are not a great defensive team, and as Drupal Cabrera is not great defensively no. anymore, but he can hit the ball. Oh, yeah. Um, so, and they weren't getting much production out of uh, J.P. Crawford or Scott Kingery, really. Mikel Franco's hit and miss at third. Um, so they said Cabrera's going to play a little bit all over. Um which he's capable of doing, even if he's not a great defender. Yeah. And so, you know, I think the Phillies and the Braves, they've played well enough through 100 games of the season that 
they're going for it with these, you know, relatively low cost moves they've made. Uh, it's not like the Braves have given up any of their real top guys. Their system was real deep, so they're able to make these moves. Yeah, and let's talk about the Nationals for just a second. So there was the rumor that they were going to move Bryce Harper, and then it came out uh, relatively shortly later that Bryce Harper is not going anywhere. They're not trading him. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Ultimately, with how the season's gone, do you think that he's going back to Washington? No. But I don't think I don't think he's ever planned on it. Yeah. Um, I I just got this feeling that he's not. And you know, I've said probably on sixty different podcasts, Bryce to the Cubs. But <laughs> I'm not like. Even if it's not the Cubs, there's going to be other teams out there that's probably got a history of recent history of winning playoff games. Oh yeah. And for whatever reason, the Nationals can't get out of the first round. And now this year, they're a 500 team right now looking, you know, five games back of the Phillies. Um, I think it's a mistake not trading Bryce because if he leaves, you're getting a, a, a comp pick form that's not even going to be a good one yeah. because their payroll's in the upper echelon there where you don't get a good yeah. pick if one of your guys leaves. Um, he's obviously not going to take the qualifying offer. Now, maybe he comes back. Maybe they've had some sort of, different feeling in the last two days talking to him that maybe they feel like, okay, they have a good chance to, to bring him back. But man, if he leaves and they don't get nothing for him, um, yeah, that, I, that's, that's going to hurt. I think that's a swing and a miss for the nationals. Absolutely. I completely agree. So I want to talk about the brewers real quick. So the brewers made some moves. They went and got Mike Moustakas from Kansas city. They got Jonathan shoot from the uh, Orioles and then they got Soria from the Chicago White Sox. All decent moves in their own. But we talked about this from the offseason until now. They are a team that is not strong in the starting pitching category at all. And I heard they heard, got bad news back on uh, Zach Davies. So we've been preaching this whole time, if you're the Brewers, get some starting pitching. If you're the Brewers, get some starting pitching. I guess that nobody in the Brewers organization listens to the podcast because they did not get starting pitching. And I think that's ultimately going to be to their detriment, whether it be in the division or the wild card, or if they get into the playoffs in the playoffs, I just don't know why they didn't make a move for something. They had the pieces to do it. I think Yeah, they don't, uh, it's a head, it's a head scratcher and the moves they didn't make are still a little head scratching. And I'll explain that in a second, but, you're right on the pitching front. Like, you don't want Junior Guerra being your number one pitcher. No. In the playoffs. No, you or don't. whatever. You know, maybe Jimmy Nelson comes back, but that's a huge if. If he's going to be the same, and it's not like he was the number one shutdown guy anyways. He's just a good, solid player. Um, the Brewers, they just – I don't understand it. They said that them and the Reds were having a dialogue on Matt Harvey, who's not even really a game changer at this point, no. but he would be something to put in the rotation. Um, I feel like that was a miss by the Reds and the Brewers not getting a trade done. I feel like the Reds should have got something for Matt Harvey, but you know, maybe they're comfortable. Maybe Matt Harvey wants to come back. I don't know. Players love playing at Cincinnati. Oh yeah. They I do. don't know. Otto why. doesn't want to leave. Scooter Jeanette wants to come back. Yeah. I mean, props to them. It's I don't crazy. know what they're doing right in Cincinnati. Uh, but The guys love it there. But here's what's even crazier. The Brewers are going to have a decent lineup with Moose and Shoop in there now. Oh, yeah. Um, 
but you know, shoots never really been a shortstop. He's having to play shortstop. Yeah. Moose um, or Shaw's going to be their second baseman. <laughs> um, so you're wondering, you know, if their defense is going to take a hit and maybe that offense is going to be so good. The defense doesn't matter, but you know, as a Cardinal fan and most of our listeners are Cardinal fans, you know what bad defense does. Oh yeah, absolutely. It kills you. I mean, that's why the Cubs won, beat the Cardinals Sunday night in a game the Cardinals could have won because they didn't have good second base defense and that led to three runs in one inning. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what the Brewers got going on. Uh, I think maybe they got better a little bit on offense, um, but I don't Probably. think they did anything to make me worry a hell of a whole lot about them winning the division. Yeah. And let's talk about the Cubs moves real quick then. Uh, they got Cole Hamels from the Rangers, and then they got uh, Brandon – can you say this? Kinsler. Kinsler. Brandon Kinsler from the Nationals today. Are, were those, those the only two moves the Cubs made? Well, they got Jesse Chavez last week from the Rangers oh, yeah, as well. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, who has been lights out since he's came over. He's pitched like eight innings or something and has like ten strikeouts or whatever, no runs. Um, probably not sustainable, but the Cubs will take it at this point. Uh, I really like the Kinsler move. I was looking at his numbers. You know, he was the big move, uh, part of the big moves the Nationals did last year when they got Kinsler, Doolittle, and Madsen mm -hmm. to just completely redo their bullpen. His numbers this year were actually better than they were last year. He's striking out more guys. His FIP's a little lower. Um, so I, I think he's going to be, you know, he might be a guy that can step in and close until Morrow gets back, and maybe him and Morrow switch days because Morrow rarely throws two or three days in a row anyways when he's healthy. Um, so I like that move, low-cost move. Really didn't cost the Cubs a single-A player. Mm -hmm. Cole Hamels, you know, everyone thinks that being back in a playoff race will reinvigorate him. I hope um, so. I've always liked Cole Hamels. Brings some adrenaline. A lot of people's always liked him. He's not going to be 2008 Cole Hamels. No. But you know what? He's probably going to pitch six innings and not walk seven guys yeah. to start. So at that point, you'll take it. You'll get some guys to rest. Mike Montgomery probably needs to rest his arm a little bit. Yeah. Um. You know, you Darvish threw another bullpen today and said he felt good. So maybe he'll be back by September. Um, so you just kind of like the veteran presence Cole brings, and he really didn't cost the Cubs much either. It was kind of a – and it was a salary-neutral deal. The Rangers are paying a lot yeah. of Hamill's remaining money, and they're paying most of his $6 million buyout this winter. Ooh. So um, I think the Cubs, you know, they didn't do anything splashy. Yeah. I mean, you might call Hamill splashy. I don't know. It's a big name. But not big results so far. I don't think they've needed to do but anything But I think flashy. they did enough. Yeah. And I was kind of hoping, honestly, and I'm sure we're going to get to it, but I was kind of hoping they were going to get, like, Dozier because, like, a lot of other second basemen and infielders have went. And I was like, man, the price on him might be dropping. And I was like, he could be Chris Bryan insurance because his shoulder's all messed up. Yeah. Yeah. You but, did. you know, hmm. I – I don't know. I'm I'm happy with it though. I'm not disappointed. So now moving on to the Cardinals. Since our last podcast, they have basically cleaned house in the bullpen. Gone now are Greg Holland, Luke Gregerson, Tyler Lyons, um, Sam Tui Valala, and I'm forgetting someone else who got axed in all this mess. 
But anyhow, uh, and then of course we talked about Luke Voigt and Tommy Pham earlier. So I don't know. I I still am kind of. I don't know. I'm I'm glad that we didn't have to watch that crappy bullpen for the rest of the year. This is a lost year. They're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, I think that you're lying to yourself if you're saying anything different. But I don't know. I I mean, I guess now Bader gets to play every day. You can see what you have out of Bader. No. What? No. Wrong. He's not. Wrong. Tyler O'Neill starting in center field tonight <laughs> with Fowler and no. right and Ozuna in okay. left. Completely disregard then. Completely disregard then. I don't so, know what Bader has to do to play every day. They might not think he's an everyday player. I don't know. He's not going to get any better at the bat without consistent at bats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what we talked about when they had Carson Kelly up to start the year is, you know, these young guys, they need at bats. And if you don't give them consistent at bats, it's hard for them to really find their groove. So maybe we'll see what we got out of Tyler O'Neill now because he's been just smashing dingers in AAA. So we'll see how that translates to the bigs. But again, I think that there there could have been some more moves made. I think that they are kind of, they swung and missed on not moving Jose Martinez at the deadline, uh, probably more than anybody because he just doesn't have a home. I don't think they're going to try to find him a home. Uh, so now he's, I mean, he can swing the bat. He would have done an American League team some good. So I just think that they kind of missed by not getting him moved. That that'll probably be something that's well, they missed on Bud Norris too. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, because he's going to. He's going to walk away for nothing. Uh, he's going to walk away yeah, for nothing. I mean, I, Mo's got to be considering trying to offer him an extension soon. You know, because if um, not, you're. I mean, he's gone for one year. Because if not, he needed to be traded. And like I used this example earlier, and I was talking to a friend of the podcast, J.K. Good friend he, of the podcast. We was talking about the waiver, the difference between the like the trade deadline and then the other deadline or whatever and i was like well you know now if they put norris out there on waivers in august the first team that gets a chance that's you know that's a contender could will probably claim him because his salary's not very big and then they're stuck like they have to make a trade with that yeah. team or then they can't trade him at all so the you know they're kind of in a corner if they want to do an august trade with him mm-hmm. um so I, I don't know. I think it was a big miss. I, I was shocked. Well, I didn't see the Tommy Pham trade coming, yeah. at least not for um, not Chris Archer, um, which I didn't understand. The, a lot of the Cardinal fans are running Chris Archer. I really didn't understand that. Yeah, I don't. Um, you guys have pitching. That's yes. not the problem. Um, Starting pitching is literally <laughs> the least of the Cardinals' problems. But I was really shocked there just weren't more moves by the Cardinals. I don't know. And I, I, I texted Randy this as well. I was like, you know, there's it's hard to say the Cardinals are a bad team because they're, you know, like a game or two above 500. Dear, I mean, they could go on a streak and make the wild card. I don't mm-hmm. think they're winning the division. They could technically make the playoffs. But I was like, the problem is you're just kind of a team that's in the middle, but you don't have a direction. And the only thing that's worse than being a mid-tier team or a bad team is being a mid-tier team or bad team without a direction. Completely agree. I don't know what they. I don't know what they're doing. They're not like rebuilding. No. They're not, and they're not doing an aggressive rebuild on the fly like the Yankees did. Yeah. I mean, you can count that they cleaned the bullpen. The bullpen's probably a little nicer now. Yeah. Um. So maybe they rebuilt that, and that was a huge part of their problem. Oh yeah, but it's not. They're not fixed. But, right. 
you know, and I just thought if the Cardinals wanted to get crazy, they could trade Matt Carpenter, whose value will literally never be higher than it is right <laughs> now. <laughs> no doubt. He's 31, 32 years old. You know, the last two months he's added like a 200 weighted runs created. That's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. That his value is not going to be higher. And, you know, you do this out there, too. Trade you some Yadier Molina. How pissed off would the fan base be? But there's a contender that will take him. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to get much in return. I mean, you, you never know. You could at least, like, call somebody and see. Yeah, I just shop Here's them. the thing. Yadier Molina and Matt Carpenter and whatever. I get the whole Carpenter's been a Cardinal for life thing, whatever. But the Carpenter thing is Carpenter is not going to be around for the next World Series Cardinals team. No. I don't believe that for a second. And Molina is not for that point, but if you just – he's going to retire after 2020. So, you know, I don't know if the Cardinals will make it back to the World Series by then. There's a lot of up-and-coming, really, really good teams in the National League that they'll have to surpass. Absolutely. So I'm running a little short on time, so we're going to get out to the National League West real quick. The Rockies' kind of only move was getting Sungwon Oh to add to the bullpen. They needed bullpen help. We thought that we talked on the last podcast that they could use a starting pitcher. Uh, the Diamondbacks made some serious moves. They got uh, Ziegler today. They went out and got Escobar, correct, Lucas? Yes. And remind me, I think I'm missing. They a move also for them. got well. They got John Jay like two months ago. And they got Jake Diekman from the Rangers today, whose ERA at home was like six, ERA on the road less than one. Wow. Um, and they said if you take away just two bad games that he had, he gave up like 10 runs in two innings, and and his ERA was like 1.5 in every other game. So I think that's a sneaky good pick. They're adding Ziegler and Diekman to like Archie Bradley and – Box burger, so mm. yeah, I like what Pretty the Diamondbacks did. I, I'm a little little envious as a Rockies fan as to what the Diamondbacks were able to do. And then, of course, the Dodgers made the big splashes. They got Dozier, they got uh, Machado last week. Uh, I'm missing some moves from them. Help me out, John please. Axford. John Axford, lo- former Cardinal great, former Brewer great, John Axford. Uh, mm. The, the Giants, of course, kind of stood pat. Uh, it was announced today they think that Johnny Cueto may need Tommy John. Did I read that correctly? Yeah. And so I'm kind of surprised they didn't move McCutcheon, but uh, I don't – I mean, Kutch is going to be a guy that probably clears waivers, so they'll be able to trade him in August. Yeah. Um, you know, Smarja will probably clear waivers. I don't know if anyone will want to pick up the rest of that deal. Probably not, but maybe. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think ultimately, though, in the National League, I, I don't see anything that makes me um, deviate away from saying that the Cubs or the Dodgers are probably the teams to beat. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I think you could make a case as a team stand right now. You can make a case for either team and it would be acceptable, um, it, you know, but if you Darvish and Brandon Morrow and Chris Bryant can come back healthy in the next two or three weeks or at least by September so they get a month and I think I would still give the nod to the Cubs. Yeah, I agree. Um but the Dodgers that's a those some splashy moves for sure. So give me one trade deadline winner, one trade deadline loser before we get off here, Lucas. Um winner winner, I'm gonna go Pirates. Um I love they 
don't make moves like this, flashy yeah. moves. And the fan base was very upset when Kutch and Cole got mm-hmm. traded. And um, I think this is something that at least it re you know it reenergizes that fan base. They're four games out of a wild card, but hell, they might be able to sneak into it. But they'll have Archer for three more years, so that'll help them. And who knows? Maybe now that they, uh, I think Dickerson's playing the outfield with Marte and Polanco, but you know maybe. There can be a reunion with McCutcheon on the horizon in August. That'd be pretty nice. Wouldn't that be a story? Yeah, very good. For if the they Pirates. could get him back for less than what they gave, uh, less than what the Giants gave them, um, that'd be pretty wild. Yeah, I'm and, gonna go. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. No, I think it'd be better if you go. I was just gonna say my winner. I'm gonna go Tampa. They were able to add Tommy Pham and Austin Meadows to the outfield, like we talked about. So they got a pretty good return for uh, Archer, who, I mean, it's a splashy move, but we've talked, neither of us are super high on Chris Archer. Uh, And they really didn't, I don't know, they kind of looked to the future. So uh, oddly enough, although, no, I actually, I'm going to take that back. I'm going to go Diamondbacks. They made some pretty solid moves, and they're in a tight division race. And so I like what the Diamondbacks did. I'm going to go Diamondbacks for my winner. Lucas, give me your loser. Um. My loser's a three-way tie. Yeah. Between the Giants, mm-hmm. who I think should have did something, the Nats, who I think should have got rid of Bryce Harper. Oh, if you give me the, the third Cardinals, <sighs> And the Cardinals, seemingly, who did not do shit. I agree. Besides, subtract Tommy Pham from the team. Yeah. I, I, I agree with your first two. I had a three-way tie as well. Giants, Nationals. My third one. Brewers. I think that you had to had to add a starter somewhere. And don't I don't think the Cardinals won the trade deadline by any mean. They're definitely in the bottom tier of my trade deadline teams. But uh no, the Nationals just kind of balked. They didn't do anything. Uh you know, they traded uh Kinsler and they made another move somewhere, right? Or did they not? They added uh, uh the oh, I can't think of his name. I always forget his name. The, they added Herrera like Herrera, two months ago. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, the Brewers, that's a fair, that's fair. Um, but the different, at least they, I mean, they made some moves. They showed some willingness. I just, like you said, I don't think it's the right one. They needed to get a starting pitcher, but I think they were really wanting DeGrom or Archer. And after that, they really didn't have backup plan. Yeah. Um, with anyone they thought maybe was a difference maker. I don't think Matt Harvey makes a difference for that team. They have a lineup full of Matt Harvey's or a rotation full of Matt Harvey's. I think they really needed at least, you know, we talked about Archer not being great, but his K percentage is elite. So maybe moving to the national league and out of the East helps them. I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see, but, um, I, you know, at least we both had multiple losers because there's some glaring losers out there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody in the central got, they could make a case for being markedly better except the Cardinals. I don't see how they got better unless, unless Tommy Pham was just a really bad clubhouse guy that they, well, makes may... everybody gel together. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they addition by subtraction with the bullpen, I think. <laughs> I no, don't know. The, that that was the best thing they bullpen. did was bring the problem is they brought up a bunch of guys that's not bullpen guys before. Oh, I know. And it makes you wonder because they're used to having their full 45 minutes of getting loose and getting ready before they come in and pitch. And now they're going to have to be ready on the fly. Yeah. Um, 
but it may work out fine. Like I said, who knows? Yeah. But guys, I want to thank everyone for joining. Uh, Lucas, any final thoughts before we get off here? Um, Bryce Harper to the Cubs. I'm going to have to agree. Bryce Harper to the Cubs. <laughs> but no, thank you guys for joining us. Sorry for a couple of day delay on the podcast. I really wanted to, uh, I think both of us really wanted to wait and see how the trade deadline was going to go down before our next podcast. I'm kind of glad we waited two days. I think we got a lot more uh, good information. So this is pretty much your complete guide to everything you need to know about the trade deadline. Am I wrong, Lucas? Uh, no, we pretty much, you know, we covered it. I think the one omission real quick, um, the Pirates also got uh, Keon Kayla from the Rangers, and they have him for a couple more seasons. So, oh, I forgot about that. Um, the Pirates had pretty decent trade deadline, but, uh, yeah. you know, I really don't have anything else on the trade deadline. I think we covered uh, the things that matter. Yeah. So tell your friends you found the best uh, podcast for the trade deadline you've ever seen, and tell them to listen. Tell them to subscribe on iTunes, uh, Google Play Music, and SoundCloud. Uh, that's all, everybody. For Lucas Jones, I'm Devin Keeney. This has been the Fumbling Punter Podcast.